You'll find my love, you back that thing up. You'll find my love, you back that thing up. Call me Big Papa when you back that thing up. Oh, you play with you back that thing up. Love you like that, my handy, when you hold my handy, my hand on the fence, the handy. Who the hell? Hey, who daddy go? Hey, Grandma, it's me, man. It's, it's me, Grandma. Can you let me in? Who the? Wait, when ain't that you? It's me, Willa Jr., man. What's going on? Grandma, can you let me in, please? Yeah, baby. Come on in the house. Oh, Grandma, like, so much is going on right now. Baby, what's wrong? Did I gotta go get my gun? What's up? Grandma, Grandma, like, look, man, look. Look, look, look. This country, man, this world is just, like, so freaking crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Listen, Grandma, look, 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 look. Did you see the news? Did you watch the news? Yo, these people are actually storming the capital of the United States, and no, and nothing's getting done about it, man. What the hell is we going to do? Uh-huh. Grandma, look, man. If there was a Black Lives Matter protest, they wouldn't give a fuck about us, man. I'm sorry, my, my part my name. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, yo, they wouldn't give a dang about us, Grandma. Yo, man, they was killing people. Donald Trump killed people when he was walking across the street, man. Yo, what type of mess is that, man? They don't give a about us. Don't give a damn about us, Grandma. Like, come on, man. This is crazy, man. Hmm. Baby, sit down. Let me talk to you for a minute. How you feeling today? I'm irritated, Grandma. I'm just so irritated. I, I, I can see that, baby. I can see that. Let me tell you a story about Grandma. Well, it was it was the summer of 1965, baby. I was 15 years old. And you might not know this about Grandma, but I had to march with Dr. Martin Luther King. You did what, Grandma? You marched with Martin Luther King, Junior? Yeah, baby. It was a fine man. Yes, I, I, I marched with Dr. Martin Luther the King. And we marched in Washington, D.C. Have the same grounds that a lot of the Black Lives Matter people marched. But, um, baby, let me tell you something. Back then, we saw real racism. The world, baby, back then was just so, so chaotic, baby. It was normal for us, baby. We couldn't sit in the same, in the same restaurants as the white folk. We can't do a little thing that's used the same bathroom as them. While somebody come by and hose it down or arrest the black person for using the bathroom, baby. Baby, the world is crazy. But you don't let the world make you crazy. You understand that, baby? I understand that. No, I want you to listen. Because back then, baby, we face a lot of challenges. During that march, baby, I seen people get hoses sprayed on them, getting dogs sick on them. And then people are throwing rocks. Matter of fact, this one half of she threw a rock at me. And I caught her ass outside the pickle of wicked because nobody hit grandma. Uh-uh. Are you crazy? I'm telling the truth. But I'm saying this, baby. Because I want you to understand. We are what make the world go round. And no, the world might not be better in your lifetime. The damn sure ain't going to be better in my lifetime, baby. 
gotta hold on tight and understand, baby, that we, we makes the difference in this world, baby. He makes that difference. And you hold your head up high. Because darkness don't always last forever. You understand me? Yes, Grandma. Understand. I appreciate it, you know, Like you really, really make sense sometimes, Grandma. I know I do. What the hell you mean by something? Anyway, baby, now, now that we have that talk, I want to ask you a very important question, if you don't mind. Anything, Grandma. Anything. What's up, baby? What the hell is that damn smell? Um, um my, my, my bad, Grandma. I, I just came from the gym. You came from the damn gym? It smell that refried beans and onions in here, baby. What the hell? Baby, go watch the ball. Hey, what's up, everybody? This your boy, Eric G, and welcome to another episode of Random Thoughts with Eric G. And just like we always do, we got to give a shout out to this week's local spotlight artist, Traumatic. He's also my interview this week. Hey, uh, yo, y'all check that brother out, man. Hands down, one of the best local rappers we got. I've actually had a chance to watch him plenty of times, actually get in the booth and his freestyles, man, off top of the domes, and he be snapping. That's why they call him Trizzy Snap, for real. Um, yo, let's get into what we're talking about today, man. Yo, we have a new president. Let's shout it out to the new president, Joe Biden, and vice president, Kamala Harris. Yo, she's the first African-American and Asian-American president we have had. Hey, yo, they let us know that, you know, we're doing big things around here, man. So make way. We already had a black president. We got a black vice president. We wonder what's going to happen in the future, all right? Hey, but, um, yo, on, a, on another note, man, yo, this election, I watched it. I watched the, uh, the inauguration yesterday. And I'm going to tell y'all, man, it was a lot to see. It's a lot to see, man. Between Lady Gaga and her big-ass bird she had on her chest to uh, Jennifer Lopez. And, yo, and another thing about Jennifer Lopez in the inauguration, man, she do get a lot of heat for her not singing. She did pretty good. Even her little, her little remix on America the Beautiful, America, America, however you want to call it. She did she did pretty good, man. She get a lot of slack but she, for how she can't sing, but she can sing pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? She always going to be Selena. And, uh, but anyway, man, yo, this election this year, hands down, was one of the most important elections that we have had in a while, you know, and at least with, to me, man, it's one of the most important ones I have witnessed since um, since when I was 18 and I voted for Barack Obama. Um, yo, the differences between then and now was we was coming from a world that was scared um, back then in 2008. We was coming from a world that was scared. We had the Taliban attacks and we had, you know what I'm saying, the Osama Bin Laden thing, we are trying to figure out what's going on, and George Bush put us through hell, and we don't know what the hell was going on, and the economy was crashing. Then we had Obama brought us back. But this election was scary in a way. It, it was like watching a a horror movie reality show. I mean, we had killer bees, and we had, you know what I'm saying, the coronavirus that took over the world. And we still going through it and the kids can't go back to school and a whole bunch of other mess, man. But this election, man, showed me also that the country is not as united as you would hope. And I always had a saying, like I said in my last podcast, that if you don't be careful, that the world had a way of repeating itself. Well, history had a way of repeating itself. And I feel like history did repeat itself this time, man. And we got a chance to see 
the country divide more than we have in the last 30, 40 years. Um, I mean, outside of the police brutality we have faced the last couple of years, we have had like like the biggest like racially division I've seen I've seen in my lifetime. Um, yo, the the what was it the uh, the uh, what, what they call them uh, the terrorist attack on the Capitol? That was something very serious, man, and that showed us that. We are not equally because we know that was a Black Lives Matter movement. We have all said it. You'll hear everybody else said it. It was a Black Lives Matter movement. You know, it wouldn't went down the way it went down. We already know that it would have been way critical and way crazier, and a lot of people would get killed. But that didn't happen in the Capitol attacks. Um, you know, so we just got to be very careful, man. And I pray that these next four years with Joe Biden would be a. Um, I'm gonna say this would be a uplifting and turnaround for America. That's what I hope. I hope this these next four years be a turnaround for America, man. You know, crazy Joe, that's what they called him, but I mean, I'm a supporter of him, man. He wasn't my number one support. You know, you know good old Bernie Sanders was. And if y'all see them memes, man, y'all see why he's my he was my number one pick. That man make any damn thing look cool. That man sitting in the cold with his mittens on was cool to me. But, um, yeah, man, that's my number one pick, man. But I also just hope that this country do get a chance to turn around. And plus, I'm ready for my kids to go back to school. They're killing me at home. Um, but y'all, man, y'all, stay tuned, man. We got a lot coming up in the show tonight. Um, yo, also, man, my interview with Traumatic. Y'all, listen to that right now. And my audio might not be the best because I'm, I'm still trying to work this podcast stuff out. So, yo, y'all hanging up with me, man. Go through this right here. Um, the next song you're gonna hear is from my boy Traumatic, song No Love. Yeah, also, man, he'll support him, man. See y'all in a few. Peace. Nigga, I'ma keep it real, I ain't got to lie If my brother shed a tear, somebody got to 
guy. I give a fuck who it is, it's a homicide. Ain't no love for the other side, fuck them niggas. I'ma ride if my brother ride, I trust that nigga. Ain't no love for the other side, fuck them bitches. I'ma slide for my guys, nigga, fuck your feelings. Ain't no love for the other side, fuck them niggas. I'ma ride if my brother ride, I trust that nigga. Ain't no love for the other side, fuck them bitches. I'ma slide for my guys, nigga, fuck your feelings. Alright y'all, welcome back to Random Thoughts with Eric G. And yo, and this week right here, this spotlight, this spotlight artist we got this week is the, the one and only, the head rapper of Henderson. He's a big time, man. He do it big all the time. Traumatic. <laughs> What's going on, brother? What's good, bro? What's good, bro? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Chillin', man. Chillin'. You already know. <laughs> hey, look, man. I appreciate you coming here today, man. Thank you, man. Man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Always, always. I, I, I like I like how you uh got the platform. You know what I mean? Building on the platform. I like I like that. Oh yeah, you know, you know this right is just something starting off as a as a hobby of mine. You know, I always like working with the community and doing stuff you know, with the kids and stuff around here. And I think yeah. it's a good way for me to put on yeah. put on the city in a, in a in a bright light and show that mm. we are more than just you know, violence, drugs, and everything else. Facts, bro. Facts, though. Facts. Big facts. It's a whole lot more to, you know what I mean? The whole 252, man. What, what you see on this, sir? Before we get started, man, we have a new president. Hey, yo, so we, yeah. we doing big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though, I don't know, man. Personally, me, I feel like that, it really ain't gonna change much. You feel like that? You know what I'm saying? It's still the powers that be behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, a president, a president don't really touch the 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 average person. You know what I mean? In, in too many ways, like on a personal level, like I don't feel like Joe Biden ready to change my life. You know what I mean? More power to him, though. More power to him. But you never know. You never know. I mean, but I mean, if you look at the last couple of months, well, a couple of years actually, the president, I guess Trump, what you want to call it. He he touched a lot of people in ways that we didn't yeah. think we never seen before. Like it was crazy, but he did touch a lot of people in ways that that we never seen happen before. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, with Trump though, it's like I don't, I don't know. Just because he really like me and my me and my uh, girl was having a conversation about this earlier today. Like Trump won't qualify to be president to start with. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the shit he fucked up with because like he, he, he didn't know how to do the job. Like he ain't gonna hire no uh a plumber to come prescribe you some medicine or heal you like a doctor should. Like a plumber not gonna do a doctor job and a doctor not gonna go do a plumber job. Yeah. Yeah, like Trump just won't equip like with the, the education, the law and all that stuff like that. People do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think the crazy thing about him being the president was that he spoke to, I guess, I guess people who who was angry about about having Obama's president. I guess they feel like yeah. we gave y'all what y'all wanted, that we wanted him. We want somebody to come in and, and speak for us. 
So I guess yeah. he, it just it just brought on the the racism and 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 the crazy stuff that happened after that, man. You know what I'm saying? The, the, oh yeah. The matter movement, everything went on and got big and crazy after that. Yeah, I feel like um. When Obama became president, even though he did get elected twice and served uh, eight years in office, I feel like it shook white people. It shook white people to the point where they figured like, okay, America is not a white man's country no more. You know, it was started by white men, for white men, but if you look at it today, like America is not the white man's country. The white man is not all powerful in America. I mean, publicly, now. Nah, but in certain aspects like the uh, the justice system or <clears throat> you know what I mean when it comes to like credit and shit like that the white man that's how he keeps his control and he keeps the power of the country like in my opinion they, they got shook up you know what I mean a lot of those uh, white white folks not I ain't even trying to, to go there cause I know this that's not what your podcast might not be about but a lot of those people got shook man it's like you know what I'm saying it's not it's not a white man country no more so they had they had to, to, to select the president they felt like was gonna make America great again. Right, right. And in the process of doing it, they tried to get that power back, which caused this big ass rift in the country. And yeah. um, and like I said, right now it actually did more harm than good. So we, I'm hoping yeah, I that feel the- like that was that was all part of the plan. That was all part of their plan anyway. You know what I mean? That racial division. Um, the COVID pandemic, all this shit was all part of a agenda to, you know what I mean, further separate the country. Cause if you if you if we really gonna get into this, like bro, like if 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 white people and black people and Chinese people and Arab people and whatever, you know what I mean, Hispanics and everybody really was to cause if we was to really mingle and intertwine it, it, it would be no more black white people because they have the weakest uh the weakest what DNA their genes are the weakest in the gene pool and you know uh black people's DNA is the strongest and over over generations their their uh their race would be wiped out so that's the whole point of segregation and uh, keeping us apart, you know what I mean? Poverty and rich neighborhoods, suburbs, and the ghetto. It's just, that's the whole point. They're, they're protecting their race. Because if they was to get around some real niggas like me or you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I mean? Or, or some niggas like us that love their women. Yeah. Or some men like men that love their, you know what I mean? If we was to, to intertwine and mix, it would be no more white folks. Right, right. And I think I think right now, man, we just gotta be careful. I always tell everybody that history got a way of repeating itself. You know, we always go back in time because like right, right now I kinda feel like yeah, we, oh yeah. We we get to a place where we are getting discriminated against again and we we is getting more divided than ever. I'm a, my hope is for the next four years, hopefully, that we can have a sense of unity, you know what I'm saying, in this country. I mean I mean it might not affect us on the on the ground front because you know what I'm saying, we we used to we used to seeing the negative stuff in our city. We used to seeing the negative stuff in the community. We used to seeing like like the police brutality. We used to seeing it. And it might not seem like it's gonna change. It might not seem like it could change to us. But my goal is, my hope is, in the next four, maybe five years, we can make that change ourselves in our own community. 
that we can bring everybody back together. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. you doing your music. I, I've been doing like community work for the last what ten years. Um, it's other yeah. people too. I mean, whether you think it or not, we also we all got a voice. We can change stuff. You know what I'm saying? We make it. We make this world. Yeah. Work. You know, we make this yeah. world. Yeah. Work. So I feel like y'all feel like yo man. The future is a scary thing sometimes. But at the end of the day, man, yeah. either be ready or not. Yeah, yeah. It's best to just be prepared and equip yourself with the knowledge and, and the tools that you're going to need to survive, man. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. When you look at all this stuff that's going on in the country, all these, all, like, even them storming the Capitol and everything, it's all driven behind survival. Everybody wants to survive. Black Lives Matter. It's about, all, it's about my son surviving. That's, that's the whole point of Black Lives Matter and, and against the police brutality to make sure that my son, my niece, my nephew can grow up to survive. You know what I mean? And thrive and live and, and be able to, to have offspring and, and start their own legacy. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, you got the, the higher powers like Big Pharma and stuff like that talking about like uh, population control. Like Bill Gates talking about population control. This whole COVID-19 thing is population control, man. Too many people on the earth is, you know what I mean? It's not enough to go around for everybody, or everybody don't get the care that they want. You know what I'm saying? So, so a lot of this stuff is driven by it's just driven by survival. Like you said, the future's scary, but you know you gotta be prepared to survive. Do what you gotta do to survive. Oh, man, so like my, my my hope is for a better future for all of us, man. Yeah, let me let me shift gears a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah, something more positive for us, man. Let's get to why you're here. Okay. Yeah, still, still look, man. Like I've been knowing you for the last few years, man. I think well, it's been over ten years now. I think. Um, man, I've been watching you, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been a good little minute, yeah. I mean, we we actually a lot of people who don't know we connected. You know, since my brother and your sister had dated years ago, and yo, know, we became cool through yeah, that. Yeah. Um, we did. Uh, we actually did music together way back in the day. Back when I thought I could sing. So we did stuff way back in the day. Um, and, and me watching you back then, honestly, like I was never really big into trying to do music and trying to do that. It was just something that was fun for me to do and fun for me to be around. So I remember watching yeah. you, watching you yeah. freestyle and it'd be off the top of the dome, man, and you just be going. And yo, and it'd be like, I'm sitting there like, damn, this man, you know what the hell he's doing? I can't, I can't do this shit. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> Watching you do it, man, and yo, honestly, it was, it was great to watch, man. Like I said, and I've been watching you at, over the years from being um, one of the finals in the, in the, in the K97 freestyle battle, um, your mixtape, um, going to different uh, different different cities, the CMAs, you've been performing and also nominated. So question, my question is to you, man, how did you get started? What, what was the thing that started you uh, on this path to be me? Let me try one more time, but I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. There you go. Can you hear me now?
Yeah, so like I was saying was, I've been watching over the years and seeing how you then, you, you pretty much transforming yourself throughout this music situation. Uh, what started you? What, what made you want to do this? Lots and lots of talent shows back then, and um, 
that's how we got I got comfortable with rapping on stage and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. that, and basically we stayed on that same path for like the next like five or six years. You know what I'm saying? Up to like 2009, 2010, we was always linked up, always together. We was always rapping. I mean, we had got the front page of the paper. My freshman year of high school, we got the front page of the paper for a little three song EP. You know what I'm saying? We had dropped and um, like on the brink of getting that that real that real first deal, like we was like in talks of getting that deal, but it didn't work out the way we wanted it to, um, or the way that we expected it to. You know, we was young, so we didn't really know the business side of shit. Like we was just basically trapping CDs. Like we had uh, signed a deal with a uh, uh, turn this light down. We had signed a deal with a. Uh, uh, local, um, he a pa- he was a pastor. He is a pastor, and he had a studio, and it was called Touch One Studio. And it was right on the block where we used to always be. We was always hanging out around here. You know what I'm saying? So we seen this sign one day. It's like Touch One Studio. I remember it like yesterday. It was me, Willie, um, my boy Chicago, and we was uh. Walking up the street, we seen the sign, Touch One Studio. So we was like, yo, we're gonna go knock on the door and ask him, you know what I mean, get to know this guy. So I went and knocked on the door and he came and answered the door. He was like, yeah, we want to know how much for studio time. You know what I'm saying? We seen you, it was a studio or whatever. We stayed right here up the block and um, we wanted, you know what I mean, try to record something. And this guy, yo, he was so humble. It was just like, um, Yo, y'all can come in, record something, and if I like it or whatever, we can work something out, y'all can do it for free. So around this time, I don't I don't I know I don't I know I done went. I done basically dropped my whole life story from this one question, but yeah, oh good, it's just cause it's a deep question. Yeah. Yeah, he but around this time, around this time when we uh had linked up with, with the guy named Swag, with two G's, uh Swag Foster. Last night, Boston, they had the head studio, they made Brother Pete. And um, we had we had did this song called Snap the Fingers. I don't know if you remember or not, but we used to be in the stadium. They used to yeah. drop our song in the stadium. Right, right. Like, that was like, we dropped with Snap Your Fingers in the stadium, and that was our song, you feel me? So we went and re-recorded it. We re-recorded that song at Swag Studio with two more songs, and we dropped the three song EP. And he ain't charged us for none of this. So after we dropped the EP or whatever, like swag is like burning us mad CDs at a time. Like we'll go pick up like 200, 300 CDs every day after school, and we'll walk around just like Trustboard told. Like Trustboard told us how to do it. So we basically was posted up at Walmart, posted up at Big Cheese, posted up at the movies or the stadium at Venture Island, wherever was popping it, and we was selling CDs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how we ended up getting the front page and all that. And you know what I'm saying? That shit, that shit ain't work out like it was supposed to. And like we, it, it, we had felt like we was getting shorted on some bread. Mm. And I mean, we was selling mad CDs. Like I said, like 200, 300 CDs a day. Right. Like we coming back with stacks and wads of cash, throwing it on the desk for this man. We ain't even taking no money out. He'll throw us some more CDs and we be back on the road again. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we, had, we signed all contracts or whatever. It was agreed that we was supposed to get paid every three months. 
you know what I mean? Like according to like royalty statements and shit, like BMI and all that. But we didn't know what was going on for real. So when the time came around, like three months passed and we didn't get paid, like these just they went all separate ways. You know what I mean? I, I ain't never really slow down or never stop being rap. You know, I already know I, I still be going strong. Right. Even to this day. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember, uh, I knew Willie Moe. I knew Willie Moe from back in the day. I knew, uh, I knew, I knew Nico from back in the day. I actually grew up with Nico. Like, we, we grew up from, uh, we from Flint Hill, so I grew up with him back then. I knew him from back then. Yeah. Um, so I remember, I remember that, uh, everybody. Say again? If y'all know who we talking about, Nico is my producer, slash, brother, slash, cousin, slash, right hand man, easy, so easy, made it. You know what I mean? Y'all want some hot beats, man. Y'all gonna link up with us. That's my word. Let me tell you about Nico, though. One thing I want to say about Nico. Nico, Nico do the damn thing, too. Nico not only produce, he sing, rap, he do everything on top of it. You know what I'm saying? I think Nico is a talented brother, man. I mean, I I remember being in the studio watching him go, too, and see what he can do. And he's always telling me, yeah, I can sing, too, man. I can sing. I remember back then, our voices kind of sound similar. Back in the day, yeah. I, 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 I remember like I remember hearing them. Yo, that's, that's my boy. I remember too who was little kid. I didn't even know he did none of that. Uh, uh, as for Willie, man, I knew Willie from school, and I remember when I first my first time trying to record me, me singing. I went to his uh, his studio he had at his house. He stayed at the time um stayed right there by Southern Vance High School, not too far from it. I think I'm by the down the street from the Southern Vance store, and I remember I called myself trying to record in his yeah, studio. That was- Shout out to Jay Official. The official crib. Right. Damn project. I, I remember I remember going there and I choked. <laughs> trying to trying to do it. Man, but uh yo, man, yo, it's great to hear that story, man, because I want people to know where did you come from? How did you you didn't just pop up on the blue like every other dude around here. You actually been doing this. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. so so to piggyback off of what you said you started at and where why you want to do it. What kept you going though? Like, like I know you'd have had some downfalls. What was one of the downfalls that made you almost give it up? Um, man, one of my biggest, my biggest uh, downfalls was my grandma passed. Um, it was like right after I turned like 18, 19. I wanna say, I might, I might have been 20. I think she passed in like 2010. And, just like I was in school, I was in college, I was going to college, I was going to Livingstone College for uh, music business. And you know what I'm saying? Like when she passed, like my it's like my whole lifeline for school. I'm like three hours away, and that shit really knocked me like knocked me back. Like me and my brother lost the house, we was homeless for a while. But you know, God working mysterious ways, man. Because like I said, even while we was going through all of this, like um you know, we, we never really folded, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was always like waking up pressing, trying to find out the solution or finding a solution for the day and moving on. Like, we need to find somewhere to sleep or, you know what I'm saying? We had somebody house for the night, making sure my brother got a ride to work, making sure I was able to get to work or whatever like that until we got our own crib. But going through that process, like I said, God working mysterious ways because some of these nights that we couldn't find places to sleep, like, I ended up staying at my boy Jeremy, Hefe three times. I ended up staying with him. And that's how me and him got real tight. You feel me? It's like, 
I was I was in I had a couple friends that stayed in the woods project behind McDonald's or whatever. So I was always out there. If I won't stand in somebody's house, I, was, I had this girl here, I was standing in her crib, I was standing in my nigga crib, and I was always over there, back and forth to work. I was working at Big Cheese. And I wasn't really doing much with the music, but then I just got back from school. Me and my brother had uh, got locked up, we had just got out. And then I, I bumped into Jeremy one day out there. I'm like, what's good, bro? What you going on my side of town? Like, what you going out here? You feel me? He was like, um, well, matter of fact, it was my cousin, Day Day. I seen my cousin Day Day out there with Jeremy. And me and Day Day, like, we grew up together in church and we always been tight, like, we close, close kids. You feel me? And, you feel me? So I go over there, holler at Day Day, and I see Jeremy, and I get there, like, rapping with Jeremy. And Jeremy's like, yeah, we just in there recording and shit. I'm like, y'all recording? Like, you rap? Cause I ain't even know Jeremy rap then. You feel me? He's like, yeah, we go in the house and we laid the first song. And the shit came out so hot, it was so fire, like, I ended up coming back over there every day, and we ended up doing a mixtape. We dropped a mixtape called No Days Off. And, and we literally was in the studio at his, at his girl crib every day. Like I said, I was homeless, so that was home for me. Like, I go to work. When I get out of work, I'm coming right back over there. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we, we ended up dropping the No Days Off one mixtape. And then right after that, like I said, we didn't take No Days Off, so we ended up dropping No Days Off too. And those two big states, I think they dropped like 2012. And, and it's like after that, I, it kind of slowed down again for me because like I had got my own crib. I really wanted to focus on the music. Cause I was more so trying to handle the business and get on my feet. You know what I mean? And I, I ended up linking up with Yayo. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I linked up with Yayo off of, the, off of the Jeremy. Like, when we was recording No Days Off 1 and 2, like, Yayo and Greeno used to come through the studio when we was being there and shit. And I ended up fucking with Yayo on the song. And then me and him ended up dropping a tape called 2 by 2 State of Mind. And this came out in 2014. So me and Ye went on a run, too. 2014, we dropped 2 by 2 State of Mind. 2015, we dropped Gas. 2016, we both dropped solo albums, but we both worked on each other albums. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I dropped Lessons and Blessings, and you dropped Four Little Rich One, and we dropped them all at the same time. But we, we was in the studio collaborating and working on both our albums together and shit, you feel me? Like, so, like, after that, um, I remember dropping that 252 song. The shit just went up from there. Man, like you said, man, I've been watching. I've been rambling, my story, it's, it's so much to my story, yo. And I appreciate you giving me a platform. Yeah, to, and that's, you know and that's the point. That's the point of me doing this right here. Like, I want to interview people that's in the city that actually make it a change for themselves, you know. And yo, and I appreciate you like the story, man. I appreciate you going with it because that's it. It gives you a chance to let people know the real behind it, you know. And I want everybody to know what the struggle was to get to where you want to be in life. You know what I'm saying? It ain't easy. I grew up, I grew up like you, for instance. Like you said, my mom died when I was a kid. Like my grandmother passed after that. I grew up in the hood. I'm from West, I'm Flint Hills, and I moved to West End, West End of Mobile. I grew up around Henderson, and I've seen so much, so much around here. But I always say that Henderson to be so small, and it's gonna have so much like violence and negative stuff about it. It's the biggest, like we have the biggest talent. There's so much talent here, so much. And I mean, and my thing is, like you said one time before, um, it's so far, but. One thing you said before was, I remember you like, you have to kind of make it out of, go outside of innocence to showcase your talent. 
and which is which I agree. I agree to that. But I do feel like I do feel like I want everybody to have a chance to see what we got before it blows up outside of it. Like I want everybody to know, hey look, tennis is more than just a little hole in the wall thing. And you don't have to be stuck here. You don't have to be stuck here. You can venture out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, your story is brother, man. Listen, man, I appreciate all of it, man. Add on to, you know what I mean? They thought you just spoke on. And I said, um, you gotta leave innocent to show, to show your talent. You know what I mean? If you really wanna do something. Or like, in better words, like, I remember I was little, like I said, I watched my cousin rap. And one of my cousins, uh, his name is uh, Small World, Don Taylor. He uh, signed to DTP. This was probably back in like 03, 2002, 2003. He signed with DTP. They had a group called North Clinic. You know what I'm saying? My cuz from Henderson, but they, they, they grew up out of Raleigh. They was repping Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I used to, like, with the music shit, like, I used to call him from time to time just for advice or, you know what I mean? If I'm trying to figure out, plotting on my next move or whatever, I call him and run shit by him and shit all the time. And I remember one time he told me, like, yo, the key to making it in Henderson is to get out. That's the key. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize how strong those words was until, like, 2018. Like I said, I just, I just gave you a rundown of my history with the music shit from 05 all the way up until 2016. And... You know what I mean? That's that's 11 years I was rapping, and I was just going in the Hennessy. I won't doing no shows out of town. I won't going out town out of town trying to move my music or sell my music. It really wasn't too much internet back then. You know, this is all before. You know what I'm saying? Like we started around the same time Soldier Boy started. Like we came out of that MySpace. MySpace you know yeah. That, that era of music, Black Planet, shit like that. You know what I mean? So I witnessed the, the, the way the game changed to go from physical copies of CDs and vinyls and cassettes to ringtones and streams. You know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of a lot of my history ain't documented on the internet. You to go see, you ain't gonna be able to look up H and Dub and find a whole lot of hard shit. Like you might find one or two or three videos that that we that we didn't, you know what I mean? Kept through the years and, and it's still on YouTube. But for the most part, like I I seen so much shit change up over the years, doing it just in Henderson and not having the actual outlets. They used to always be the thing to say, like, yeah, we ain't from Henderson, we ain't really got the outlet to do this, we ain't got the outlet to do that, we don't got outlets in Henderson. But uh after after I thought y'all lessons and blessings, I start rocking with uh Be Right Now K975. And I start following her uh, open mic. She was she doing open mics like once a week at uh, Will's Bistro in Durham. And you know what I mean? I just start following her and I start going to all her open mics and performing them. So over time, like, if I'm going to these open mics maybe once a week in Durham, you know what I mean? And it's always a packed house. It's always full of artists, young artists, eager artists. It's full of people to network with, DJs and shit like that. It's always like that with her. And everybody in there on, like, basically on their job. You know what I'm saying? So I became familiar to everybody. I'm in there every week doing the same two or three songs. So 
in a, in a month or two months time by, when, by the time I get on stage they singing this shit back with me word for word so I um I, I took that that same momentum from rocking with her and kind of I kind of got plugged into uh freestyle Friday I got plugged into freestyle Friday you feel me I, um I was I was a champ for like three weeks I didn't I didn't do the whole seven week run but just the, the three weeks being the champ I'm in Raleigh every week I'm in Durham every week performing you know what I mean my name circulating all around you know what I'm saying it's it started getting back to Henderson like that energy started coming back to Henderson to where like people was repping me like yo they was calling K975 voting for me to win after um after I lost when we got that lost I dropped a song on a new station that had just came out of Raleigh, Hot 979. They just opened up, they just started, and they had started a, a thing called the Culture Countdown on Sundays. They picked up my song 252, and it was like number one for like seven, eight weeks straight. And they were saying like, yo, the 252 was really supporting this song. I was getting mad calls, you know what I mean? People in prison calling me, calling in and voting for my song and shit like that. Like, so that that added fuel to the fire, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just like me taking the same grind that I had from Henderson and everything Henderson taught me, and me taking that same grind and network and going to Raleigh and Durham, Greensboro, Chapel Hill. I start getting more eyes on me, more people start fucking with my music. And I had already had so much shit in place where I could make money off of it. See, a lot of people don't focus on that, right? Even though it's a lot of niggas out here that be talented, it's a lot of artists out here that can rap, a lot of guys that's doing good shit with the music, but at the end of the day, you want to be able to make money off of it. You want to make this a career, you want to turn this into I was, in, I was, I had just got into that position to where I was figuring out iTunes money, Spotify money, Tidal money, YouTube money, and turning it, and um, and show money, and all that, and like, and like, really figuring out how to get my paperwork right on my music, and register all my shit, so that I can eat off of it. Once I learned that, like I said, I went to school for this shit for like three years before my grandma passed. So I came back and applied what I learned, and... That's, that's why I call myself Henderson Hove. Even though, like, I didn't name myself that, like, it was niggas, like, I was going to Raleigh and doing shows and stuff, but, like, they was telling me, like, bro, you like the JC and Henderson, bro? You like, you like the Henderson JC, bro? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, I'm just gonna take that and run with it. Henderson Hove. But it made sense because there's so many artists out here that I don't even want to name nobody, bro. I ain't gonna name nobody. But there's a lot of artists out here I have put on different different games to show them like, yo, you can be doing this to make money with your music, or you can be doing this to make money with your music. Let me show you how. You know what I'm saying? I was breaking it down to them. Um, it's a young artist out of Henderson now, Two Block KNG. It remind me a lot of myself. And shout out to him. Like even me and him collab, and we had did a, a, a like a seminar type class thing called the the, uh, the formula. We were showing rappers. We had did it. It was a free, like, class. It was just, uh, like five to seven at the library. And people could have came through. And I I had put a whole, like, little class together, curriculum together, showing yeah. people. Yeah. 
by step from the studio taking a song from the studio all the way up until uh from the studio all the way up until like music videos and, and movies commercials what to do with your music how to make money off your music Saying, like, and that's where the whole Henderson hole came from. Hey, so so picking back off of that one now, um, like you said, you said you taught the class, you've been outside of Henderson, and you, you were able to make you were able to make a way for yourself through this right here. Um, is this in, like any type of like just a little bit of yeah. what you taught? Yeah. Look through what you taught, brother. Look through what you taught other people. What is a what is some what's a viable lesson that you can give somebody now that's stuck in here, don't know how to make money, or how to like, like, branch out of from what they used to. What's a little gem you can leave for them? At least let them know. Um, it don't matter what you're doing. If you're doing music, if you, uh, if you can cook, you want to make cakes, you want to make shirts, or whatever you want to do, all you got to do is just be consistent. You know what I mean? Um, don't sell yourself short. You know what I mean? Keep quality. Don't cheat yourself or your customers. You know what I'm saying? If you want to learn how to make money or do something to make money, it's so it's so many different ways to make money. Um, if you want to make money with your music, first and foremost, you need to uh, register as a songwriter with either BMI or ASCAP. And that's just uh that's just like the 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 first step. You know what I'm saying? And, to that it's, it's, it's a lot of different ways to make money with music from publishing to uh, mechanical licenses and so many other different ways to collect royalties and different types of royalties copyrights and stuff like that um, with the music so you just want to make sure that you if you're doing it with the music if you're trying to make money from music you want to make sure that you got your paperwork in order and you know what paperwork you need to have in order you know what I mean even with podcast um it's, it's the same it's the same vibe like if we you, you the goal is even though the goal for you is to, to showcase what's going on in the city and to uh you know what i mean shed some light on different people and different talents and you know what i mean at the end of the day you still want to eat off of it so you want to make sure you got all your stuff and your p's and q's and you know what i mean all in order so that you can make money off of it because it's the same a podcast is, is, is streaming just like just like my music if somebody stream my music and every time somebody stream my music bro I get paid for it no matter what app they on if you watch my video on YouTube if you if you on uh, Facebook and somebody share my video or some shit like that bro I get paid for every single time and it's the same thing with the podcast it's the same thing with uh, photography modeling or videography you want to make sure that you got all your ducks in a row and you can get paid off of it. And if you're not into the creative arts or intellectual properties, like music or art or, you know what I mean, fashion, then you might want to, like, pick up a trade or something because it's always room for, you know what I mean, different trades and stuff. Like, I started a, um, I started my landscaping business last year. And I know, like, I, I, it's something I don't put in my, in my music, like, Okay, I ain't, I ain't about to rap about cutting grass, mm. but it's something about it's something I do. You know what I mean? For eight to ten months out of the year. I mean, I, I think mean, I took. 
Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, I took, I took a, uh, I took a tax refund. Like trying to make clothes 
or just put what I wanted to on a shirt. And I really started doing research and finding out like why certain designers do certain things. Or, you know what I'm saying? So we just we just locked it down, bro. And I started, you know what I mean, doing uh, vinyl prints, cutting cut vinyl and heat transfers and shit like that. And embroidery coming up next. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, it is going every day. Like it's, it's going every day. I'm literally sitting beside a box of, uh, a whole box of sheets, sheet shirts. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the brand, man. Y'all, y'all come get a shirt. I got sweaters and t-shirts. Hey, so quick question with that. So where where can they find uh, find your clothes and how can they order it um, to get to them? Okay. Uh, I, I, we do have an official website. It's because uh, the name of the company, even though the shirt says Sheesh, the name of my company is K Square. It's uh, named after my sons, Caleb and Colin. K Square Apparel LLC. Um, you can look us up, or you can check out the website, K Square Apparel dot Square dot site. Um, it's K dash Square with a hyphen. So you spell it all out, K hyphen S Q U A R E D A P P A R A L dot square dot site. That's our website. You can go on there and order from us though. We ship. Um and if you uh are committed to me or to Tay, you can hit either one of us up. You know what I'm saying? I press stuff up and deliver. And um we uh we, we got a, a perspective um spot coming for a store. And I'll know for sure on that in the next like two or three months. I still have like a sheet store. You can actually come and buy some sheet merchandise. I'm making ashtrays and rolling trays and shirts. And I got flasks. I got uh, different odds and ends. You know what I mean? Car decals, all type of stuff. Well, I'm just brand name. It's my brand name, Sheesh. Hey, man. Look, man. I, look, I'm going to say try. I am proud of you. Real talk, man. Look, to see another black man out here, man. And who, who who went through a hard situation growing up, and you were able to turn your life around to benefit you and your family. Honestly, it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, you know, like I said, I, I know your family, man. I know I know a little bit of your personal story, and to see to see where you at now and how you are making that, making a way out of no way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Honestly, a blessing, brother. Like real talk, I, I, I appreciate every I appreciate everything you're doing, man. I, I want to see you and your family together. You know, I've seen that you got a beautiful family, two little boys. Like you said, man, I am happy for you, brother. Um, but we almost, I'm going to stop. I'm almost going to wrap it up. Um, quick question. Where do you see yourself going in the next few years? Turning from the seasons, like turning that to something where I can employ a couple of my friends or people who need 
stories sometimes you know and man it was just like and, and you know what I mean like just doubling up on all of those maybe starting a, another business that uh caters more towards something completely different bro like you know what I mean cause it's all every with all these uh businesses I'm starting it's all about leaving something for my son to, to have when they um when they get older they don't have to go look for a job I pass the job down to them. You know what I'm saying? Like you, they all, they automatically. You know what I mean? Got uh, sheesh. They can come make with however many shirts they want and sell them more. They automatically got hardcore landscaping. Y'all go throw the lawnmowers on the truck and go make you some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one thing I'll say, bro. Bro, I'm sorry, cut you off. But one thing I'll say, man, bro, man, I really, I really appreciate what you're doing, man. Like I, I know I said it plenty of times already through the podcast, man, but I really appreciate it, man. Um, I'm like I said, I know I couldn't get you couldn't dig deep into your life. I don't know how deep you wanted to dig into it or not. But my thing is, man, I would like to, I would love to bring you back on when I do a business episode. And you'll be able to give a little more gems to like, the people out there trying to start businesses. Like like I've tried to, I've been like doing like organizations and business like for 10, 12 years. I would love to bring you back. And then you get a chance, like say you and another panel or a panel of people that y'all all get the chance to talk about how to start a business, how to uh, market from how to market your business, how to make profit from your business, and how to get it, to get everything legalized. And so I would, I would hopefully, right. when I, when I do that, you'll be able to do it. With me. I, I'm, I'm definitely down for that. Like, and like I said, man, Follow me on all social sites, all social media at 
Trizzy Snap, T-R-I-Z-Z-Y-S-N-A-P-P-E-D. Trizzy Snap, I'm everywhere. Um, y'all go check out the latest project I just dropped. Uh, it's an EP called Selfish 2. I'm very proud of it. Be on the lookout for more um, visuals coming from that. Um, K-squared.apparel.site. Or my inbox, Montreal Harlem on Facebook. Y'all get at me for this shit stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you uh, if, if you say anything about the podcast with Eric, then I get you five dollars off the shirt. Well, hey, I, I, I need to get two of those. Yeah, <laughs> say that, say that, say that. Hey man, look, I appreciate everybody listening out to me today. I'm getting better every day. I appreciate this right here. Hey y'all, uh, I thank y'all for listening to this right here. And as always, y'all, God bless you. Peace.
Hey, y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in this week's episode, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, yo, stay tuned for next week, man. We have more episodes, more good times, more skits, more interviews, man. I appreciate everybody that's listening. Every week, it seems like I'm getting new subscribers and new people listening to me. I'm super happy. I'm super proud. Thank y'all again, man. Also, thanks Dramatic for being this week's Spotlight Artist and his amazing interview. Y'all check him out on all social media platforms. Um, his music is good. Look out for his new clothing line. And yo, man, I'll see y'all all again, man. Next time, next week, man. And as always, y'all, God bless you. Peace.